All right, this morning I want to talk for a little bit about how to strengthen yourself in the Lord. How many would like to have a little bit of that, uh, little, little tips to that? Um, I'm sure we've all been in a place in our life where we feel a little rejected. Maybe we feel a little depressed. We feel like nobody loves us. Everybody we talk to, nobody wants to encourage us. I guess I'll eat some worms, right? We all go through these times, right? It's like the world around us is crumbling. We're betrayed by our closest friends, see Jesus. People that we trust talk of stoning us, see David. (laughs) The cares and trials of the world slap us in the face, and we swear the universe is laughing hysterically at us. How many of you have been there? No matter what happens, it seems like everything is getting worse. I stub my toe in the morning. I break my hand in the evening. Whatever. It's like terrible. And everyone's just like nobody can encourage me. Or everyone's going through the same thing. Oh, my job sucks. Whatever. And we kind of pick up this victim mentality where, you know, woe is me and the world owes me a living. Right? There was an old Disney. Remember that old Disney song? Uh, the cricket, Jiminy Cricket, he used to have the, the world owes me a living. Remember that old Disney thing? Jiminy, Jiminy, you don't know Jiminy Cricket? Come on, somebody. I'm 40. I've been around. I know I look good. I always say that when I'm up here, but I always look good. I think my wife's laughing. Look, we've all, we've all been there, right, these times. But here's the deal, and we'll talk about how to get out of these. Um, one of the, and one of the ways to get out of these, these situations is to, when you're in a dire situation is to make sure you surround yourself with people that will encourage you, man. When I'm going through a tough time, I, I bug the snot out of my spiritual dads and moms and, uh, spiritual, you know, peers that, that I feel are, uh, going to encourage me. I call them, I text them, I say, man, I need prayer. I need help. Whatever it is, I need you to just talk to me. I need you to, to, to help me. And guess what? They always do. But here's the deal. At, at 3 in the morning, when the earth is shaking in Henderson, here's, they're not with me. I cannot lean on them 24-7. I have to be able to strengthen myself in God. I have to be able to, in the the darkness of the night and in the quiet place, I have to be able to say, okay, God, it is your strength that will get me through this. And, and, and that's what a lot of people don't know how to do. We're always running for the next word. I need a prophetic word. <laughs> I'm going to the next meeting. Give me a word. No, I want a word. I never get words, it seems like. Just like Pastor Zach said, when Harold comes, he gives everybody else a word, but he never gets a word. I don't get words either. I don't. Do you get a lot of words? I mean, generally at, at meetings, uh, you need them. That's why. Someone told me once the reason why you don't get a lot of prophetic words because you don't need a word. I'm like glory. We'll pray for you, Rob. No, but no, we're, and it's good. But here's the deal: if I don't guess what I do, I, if I don't get a word, I prophesy over myself. I give myself a word. I strengthen myself in the word of the Lord. Now. Let's look at David. I love David. Remember David in the Bible? We think about David. Man, what comes to mind when you think about David? Just yell it out. Somebody says, adultery. 
Somebody, somebody, somebody that has a mindset. Like, here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you're all, the spirit that you carry is what you will see on everybody. So, like, I love Chris. Chris Valentin says this is this one's free. This one's free. Chris Valentin says I'm more concerned about the guy in my church that comes to me constantly every other week and says I see us. There's a spirit of lust on this woman or on this man. Okay. Come again. I see. Finally, it's like maybe you have the spirit of lust on you. The spirit that you carry is what you will see everywhere. This is why we don't see demons around every rock and around every corner. I don't see demons. I see angels. I don't. I honestly don't. I mean, when I was younger and I was kind of uh, getting uh, into the supernatural, uh, I used to see demons. I mean, I went to a, um, and sometimes they'll be revealed so you can knock them. I mean, that's true. Sometimes you'll be, oh, there it is. Get out. I remember my buddy, he called me up once years ago. I was real new to this. I was living in Seattle. My buddy's like, it's late at night. He's like, hey, I need you to, I need you to come over here. I think there's a demon in my house. I'm like, well, get rid of it. Get, tell it to leave. He's like, well, I, I need help. And I'm like, okay. He was younger in the faith. I'm like, okay, I'll come over. So I, I walk in the house. I walk, as soon as I walk in, I'm like, oh, yeah, there he is. And so we're sitting down, and it's so funny because we're praying, and I'm sitting on, I'm sitting on a chair, and there's, and there's a, another chair like opposite me, and I'm just praying, you know, just get out of here. You have no authority here. Um, and I don't know what the guy was into, too. That's the other thing is like he wants me to come cast out his devil but let's make sure your house is clean. Okay. So anyway, I'm sitting there and I said, I saw this thing just running from room to room. So I, so I'd pray here. I say, get out. And he, and then we'd go, I say, there he is. So we go over here, get out of this room. He, he kept running around. It was funny because they're powerless when it, they're powerless against a son or daughter of God. They don't have the keys that we do. Okay. And so anyway, that was fun. So, so when, well, that's why I said when you think of David, somebody yelled, adultery, fornicator. But nobody did. So what do you think of David? Um, anybody? Humility. There you go. You wanted to say that because you wanted everyone to know you are humble because you release humility, right? Manly. Anybody? Courageous. Courage. Anybody else? Huh? A dancer. I like it. One last one. Power. Rob would say power. Show. He had a lot of that. He had all of that and more. Let's look at his life real quick. I love David. Um, remember, he was before he was king and before he was anointed, what was he doing? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was shepherding, shepherding creatures, sheep. I like creatures. The shepherd boy, before he was anointed king, he was, but he was pouring out his heart in worship and prayer to God. There were no public stage. There was no public stage for him so that he could release his gift. Oh, I only feel complete. I only feel like I'm walking in destiny. I only feel like I am in, you know, doing my thing when I'm on stage and I'm leading worship to the masses. If I can't be on stage leading worship to the masses, I am not really walking in the destiny of God. Do you know people like that? First, get in the secret place and release worship unto Daddy himself, unto Jesus. Get your guitar or whatever, you know, 
So, friends, I'm a worship leader. That's what we do. So this is what David was doing. He wasn't looking for that. Nobody was calling his name. This is before any of that. This is before he was anointed king. Nobody even knew who he was. Nobody cared who he was. But guess what? God did. And God knew this shepherd boy would pour out his heart to him. And he would worship and he would adore him and he would love him and he would serve him. And it was all about God. And here's why this is important. Because when you have times of uh, dire need and your circumstances look terrible and everything's falling around you, you have to have uh, this, you have to be able to know that I have already been with God. So, like, I already have uh, intimacy with Daddy God. So this doesn't, this doesn't shake me. Like, look at, look at Jesus in the storm, right? Everyone's freaking out. Ah! The disciples, the storm, what's he doing? He's sleeping. Get up, Jesus. So he gets up. What's he do? Be still. I'm going back to bed. Why? Because he's already been with God. Now you say, well, Jesus was God. That's true. But every act that Jesus did on earth, he did as a man. Remember, he was fully God, fully man. It's one of these things that we don't really, we can't understand. And we shouldn't. We can't grasp that. I mean, that's okay. But this is why Jesus said, everything that I can do, you can do in even greater measure. Remember, because I'm leaving, Holy Spirit's coming. Because I did everything as, I did everything as a man with the Holy Spirit power. So you can do the same thing. So, that's, so, so remember this. This is, any, this is good. Any storm you can sleep through, you can speak to. Write that down. That'll, that'll tweet, right? Any storm you can sleep through, you can speak to. So back to David. Come on, somebody. It's 9 o'clock. Who knows what the next service will I don't even know. I'm like a different human person from service to service. Um, <laughs> so in times of uh, great distress. Now, we know David had unbelievable times of great distress later on in his life. But he was able to strengthen himself in the Lord. Uh, I want to look at a really cool st- story and where we kind of get this whole thing. It's in First uh, Samuel 30. Um, it's talking about, you know, you've heard the story probably when David and his men came to Ziklag. Remember, they, they, they were in Ziklag, and then they, they went off to war. They came back, and their enti- everything was stolen from them. Remember this story? It's in First Samuel 30. And the wives were gone. I Everything. All their wives, their lives, their livestock. Some would be like, take my cat. Hey, you guys are awesome. Livestock back then was important. It was a way of currency and it was a way of living. And so that was important to them. Uh, their wives, their children, their livestock, everything gone. Everything's gone. So they, David comes back with his men, his mighty men, right? The castaways. No one wanted these guys. But these guys are the ones that followed David. What, another thing I love about David, and nobody said, is that he was an unbelievable leader. And what was cool about David is he never talked of submission. He never once, we never read where he said, submit to me, or like, I'm in charge. You know what? He led by, in love, and he just said, I'm going, and you come if you want. But, but we're going. That's, that's awesome, right? So, um, so they get back from this battle. Everything's gone. And, lo- and look at this. Uh, let, me read, let me read from the Bible so that you know I'm telling the truth. Um, so David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire. 
and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives um, were gone, had been taken captive. What? David's like, at least, at least one of them. Then David was greatly, he was not a Mormon, so. Then David was greatly distressed. Somebody caught that? What? Why do these guys marry so many wives? Dear, I don't need any more than you. Come on. I, I don't know if I could handle any more than you, but I'm trying to be serious, and I can't. ADD. Then, um, then David was, uh, geez, greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Understandably, right? Every man for his sons and daughters. But listen to this. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So he gets back from battle. Everything's gone. The city's burnt. Everything's gone. And, and all these men start weeping uncontrollably. Real men cry. Right? I mean, th- this was a big deal. Everything's gone. And so l- look at what happens. David, he's also weeping. But guess what? People start to go, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is your fault. We've been following you. And the reason why we're in this situation is because of you. And so all of a sudden, the, the comfort that Dave was, David was getting from his uh, men, from his friends, from his, from his followers, they started to kind of push away and say, no, 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 let's, let's stone you. You're the reason. I mean, I can't imagine a more distressful situation than like an entire church, like right now, turning on me and pulling out their guns. I mean, that's basically what it was and saying, you stink. And I, and I can't run to anybody. You remember I, I, I talked about the very beginning. Surround yourself with, with men and women of God who encourage you. But sometimes they're not there. And guess what you have to do? You have to go to the source and find strength in Him. Remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I always say, when I'm, if I'm like in a bad mood or miserable, I think, well, I got no joy, I got, then I have no strength right now. I mean, it's true. I mean, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You find your joy, you find your strength, you can, beat, you can conquer anything. So David's sitting there. Now here's what's cool, is when he strengthened himself in the Lord, guess what happened? He got strategy on how to get everything back. Until then, he's just, until you find that strength in God, you just are a woe is me victim. And no, you'll have no strategy to get out of your situation because you won't hear anything. Uh, you won't hear God. All you hear is the circumstance talking, laughing. But no, when you find strength in God and you, and you um, quiet your heart, you say, God, okay, I, I know that you are who you say you are. Come on. I know every promise that you've ever spoken over me. I know every prophetic word that was ever spoken over me. I know every, everything, God, that you say of me, that you are a good God. I'm, see, I'm strengthening myself in the Lord. That's what you're doing. You're strengthening yourself in the Lord right there. 
It doesn't matter what the doctor says, God. I know what you say. I know that you are Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Jireh. It doesn't matter that I can't pay the bills. I know that you're the provider, God. I'm literally strengthening. I'm doing actually right now. I can feel it. I'm strengthening myself in the Lord. And then guess what happened? As David was doing that, God gave him strategy. And I love this verse at the at the end of the story. When David uh, went in and he conquered the Amalekites, got everything back, verse 18, says David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives, and nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that they had taken from them. David recovered all. Listen, God is in the business of restoration. He's in the business of you getting back everything that you've lost and more. But you will never find it if you hold up in, a, in your room and in the corner, bawling, bawling in the corner and with a victim mentality. It won't happen. You'll get this unbelievable uh, heavenly uh, strategies on all these things. You know, we go... Th- we, listen, life is tough sometimes. I mean... We know that. I mean, James even says that when you encounter trials of all kinds. You know, what does he say? What does, he, what does James say? Right, count all joy. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. He's basically saying when you have these trials, get, it's, the, it's the New Testament version of it. Find your joy, you'll find your strength. You got to get your joy back. You got to get your dance back. Yeah. Now, sometimes it's not easy. And we've all been there. Look. I understand. Reality is, can be tough. We've all, I mean, look, people, things happen to people. And, um, but it doesn't change, but I've said this before, you've heard me, anybody that's been in any of my classes or in anything, it, it doesn't, the word of God does not change just because your circumstance changes. God is and always will be who he said he is. When my, uh, when my dad was going through his thing and he couldn't strengthen himself in the Lord. I mean, he was having heavenly visitations. But, and I had, to, I had to strengthen myself in God to say, no, I don't care what the doctors are saying. God, I know what your word is. And, and so, so I, I'm like, okay, God, give me a word for my father in this time. And so, bam, I'd get a word and I'd release it over him. See, we have to, or when, when, when we've been sick or when we've been... Um, We've had issues or whatever, and, and how many have you done that? And you just said, God, I just need something. I just need something. Because honestly, people can, I mean, people can encourage you and everything like that, but until I get like, until I hear from God, it's all kind of like, it's all good, but I need to know in my heart. I need to know. I need to get the strength of God. And you don't find strength in yourself, Okay. It's not strengthen myself. Strengthening yourself in the Lord is not strengthening yourself in yourself. Philippians 4.13 says, and you know this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hebrews 1.3 says, Christ upholds all things by the word of his power. That includes you. He upholds you by the word of his power. That is you. You're being upheld by God's word, by God's voice, by God's strength. His joy in your life is what's making you tick. Depression is a key of the enemy. It's what it is. The enemy's whole purpose is to kill you. Do you understand this? That's it. He's got one plan. Your death. 
which is interesting that Jesus then comes in and says, I conquer death. But sometimes we forget that. So, I mean, and depression is an ugly thing. And I, and I feel like uh, in Vegas we have um, some depressed people, you know. Um, actually, I lived in Seattle uh, for years, um, 17 years. And Seattle is one of the top uh, suicide cities in America. I think actually Salt Lake was number one for a while. I'm not sure if it still is. But Seattle was, you know why? Because of it's so rainy and it's so um, overcast. I mean, it really is uh, days after days after days of waking up and there's no sun. It's rain and it's, it's just like, and it's terrible. Just gross. But, it, but when it's sunny, it's gorgeous, actually. But, um, and why do you think coffee, why do you think Starbucks was founded out of Seattle? It's, I'm not joking. It's because they need, it's, it's like this temporary, uh, oh, coffee. Uh, but anyway, but depression is such a terrible thing. Man, if you find yourself getting depressed, I want you to know that um, it is, everything about it is contrary to who you are. And the contrary, it's, it's opposite of what heaven says about you. So one thing you need to do to strengthen yourself in the Lord is you need to silence every sound that comes against the destiny of your life. Anything that says something other than what God says about you, reject it. And if that's your friends, get rid of them. Get rid of them. I've had to get rid of friends. I've had the Lord. I had roommates for years up in Seattle. Oh, my goodness. It was awesome. Four dudes living in a house in their mid-twenties. That smelled awesome. And we were all Christian. Uh, you, you wouldn't know it half the time. <laughs> like, what I'm walking in, what are we watching tonight? I don't understand this. Are we Christian or what's happening here? And so the Lord told me, um, he told me specifically a uh, one guy that was very close. He said, you need to uh, cut, cut him out of your life. And it was very difficult for me. But um, I did, and uh, it, it was—it's good. You just have to do it sometimes. I mean, you can—you can bring; they can come back into your life, but you can't allow people that are that are telling you things contrary to, to your destiny. You can't give them any voice—not just the enemy, anybody. Don't give them voice. Silence every other sound. Um, if you know, if you know beyond any doubt, any shadow of a doubt that God is for you. It'll be easy to find strength in him because you know you can trust him. A lot of this comes back to trust. Can I trust God with my life? Jesus came and broke every curse. Every curse was broken. So don't think of yourself being under a curse because you'll never be able to break free. Jesus came, broke the curse of sin and death. And in, in, in replaced it with freedom and life. Release freedom and life over you. Speak life to yourself. Speak it over yourself. But you have to do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because remember, you're not the source of your own strength. You're getting a little depressed. Just start dancing. Seriously. Put on some worship music. Um... I, I mean, I do it like I was I was I was very tired this morning uh, coming off a little bit of a cold. I'm sitting in the office and Rob comes in. He's hey, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, I'm so tired, dude. Oh, my gosh. I got to preach this morning. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I'm like, he's, I'm like, dude, I'm just I'm tired because I've been sick. And so 
And so we're like, yeah. We're, he's like, yeah. And so, yeah, great. Great. Your pastor is great. We're just sitting in there. So I throw on some worship music. He goes out. He leaves the room. Glory. I throw on some worship music. He comes back in, and I'm like, right? And I said, I can feel this. He's like, I feel it too. You know why? Because I, I, you have to get out of that mode. It wasn't depression or nothing. I was just really tired. I was like, ah, I don't want to preach. So I, I'm going to put on some worship music. I'm going to release heaven. You don't have to do it with worship music, but that's I'm a worshiper. I'm a worship leader. I'm a musician. That works, that works for me. Um, I don't really, I won't really put on a teaching sermon necessarily, you know, to revive me, but that, that works for some people. But I want worship, and worship is the culture of heaven anyway. Come on. So I put it on, and I just like, yeah. So you have to be, you have to do these things. You have to do practical things. It's not always just the, oh, God, come, uh, come uh, reveal yourself to me. Like, sometimes go, go reveal yourself to him. Like, get off your butt and do something. I read something today, or this week on Facebook. I think I've heard it before. I thought it was pretty cool. God, God is with the doers, not the sitters or something. I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I don't know how biblical it is, per se, but I thought it was cool. I love what Bill Johnson says. Every Listen to this. This is awesome. Every tool in our arsenal is designed to help us draw from the strength made available to us by hearing his voice. Listening is what enables us to establish agreement with him through obeying his voice. And our agreement is what releases heavenly strength and resources into our lives and circumstances. Only come into agreement with heaven. All right? And let me wrap this up here. I've been going about 25 minutes, so. Are you guys getting anything? Remember, everything comes out of the intimate place with God. Your strength is no different. When you find your joy, you will find your strength. The enemy hates joy. It makes no sense to him that in the midst of a dire circumstance, you can have incredible, complete joy. It doesn't make sense to the world, and it doesn't make sense to him. And that's why it's so cool. Oftentimes we feel defeated when we do not know the will of God for our lives, yet God's will is simply for heaven's reality to become earth's reality through you. Just see the Lord's Prayer. Rejoicing, prayer, and thanksgiving attract heaven. They are vital tools for strengthening. It comes back to that. How do you strengthen yourself in the Lord? Let me give you three points. Four points. Look at all these notes that I didn't even read. Uh, Let me give you four points. One, and I'll end with these four. Establish an intimate place with Daddy God, just like David. That's if, that's the first thing. Establishing an intimate place with Him. So if you've already been in the intimate place, when these troubles come, you will already know where to go because you've already been there. Number two, begin to speak every promise and every prophetic word and every scripture that God has ever given you. Speak it over your life. Release it into your spirit. Release it into your soul. Release it into your mind. Get it all over you, man. Write it on your forehead. Write it on your back. Tattoo it on your nails. Whatever. Get it all over the walls. Get it in you. Everything. Breathe the life and the breath of God that he has over you. Breathe it in. Strengthen strengthen yourself. Breathe it in. 
Number three, listen for his voice and come into agreement with it like we just talked about. Only agree with what God says about you. I don't care what the doctor says about you. That's not God. If you haven't noticed, I hate disease. I hate it. Any time a doctor says any, these words, well, you're going to die or it's looking bad or it's bleak, I'm telling you 100% of the time that is not the voice of God. And if it's not the voice of God, kick it to the curb. Get rid of it. Find or and find a doctor who says something different. Fire that doctor. Doctor says you're going to die. You're fired. Right? Fired until I find somebody that comes into agreement with heaven. Because we want, we like medicine. We like doctors. We bless them. We want God works, works through them. But I'm telling you what, if they say something contrary to what God says about me, for I know the plans I have for you and they are good. Psalm 91, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will give him long life. If a doctor says anything opposite that, see ya. All right? Silence it. And number four, are we on four? Believe it. Believe it. Faith to believe these things. Know it. Get it in you. Absolutely understand who God's character is. And when you know the character of God, when you know the character and heart of God, you'll be able to conquer anything because you know he's for you. He's not against you. He's not even indifferent towards you. He's all about you. Well, it's not about me. Well, that may be true in a lot of situations, but let me tell you something. If it, wasn't, if it hadn't been all about you, you why would, uh, Jesus would have never died. God would have just said, God's universe is surrounded by his love for you. You are the center of his universe, guys. You understand that? You're the center of his universe. He loves you so much. His plans for you are so good. All right, how's that? Is that good? So get your strategy back. Get your strength back. Get your joy back. Get your dance on. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. You are so good. Lord, help us to um, help us to live out the words that you have spoken over us, the dreams that you have given us. And God, whenever circumstances come, and we know there will be circumstances, there will be trials, we understand that, God. But whenever those, those come, Father, help us to run to you, to run to your voice. What are you saying about this, God? Because <laughs> that's what we want. We want your heart. Here's the good thing is we have his heart. Yeah. Sora Baba. Amen. All right. Shantara. So if you need, if you just want to run to the altar and we'll have our, if we have any prayer team people here and you just say, man, I'm going to go, I'm going to strengthen myself today, man. L listen, those of you dealing with depression or you know, specifically depression, today is your, the end of it. This is the end of it. Today you have you've conquered it. You have victory, never to return, never to return. You're not a dog that returns to his vomit, okay? You're a son and you're a daughter. So if you want prayer, we have 
you can just come to the altar and pray or you can have someone pray with you. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Pastor Zach will be back talking about his Reformation contamination. Amen.